Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 224 of the Pixels and Ink podcast. I am your host, Cody Orm, here with our editor-in-chief, Brendan Fry. Hey, hello there. How's it going? Good. And Phil Brown. Hey. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> just underwhelming. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> And special guest, Elias Blondeau. How's it going? Hey, what's up? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Everything went quiet for a second. I was scared. How are things in Skype land? Uh, Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Very (laughs) (laughs) internet-y. Been getting your hands on the PSVR, I see. I have. I have. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get more into that uh, later. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, getting to the game news, just jump right into it because holy crap, all the news came out today. Well, like yesterday, this morning. yesterday morning. Yes. You mean because this is a live broadcast? Clearly, obviously. Um, so we'll start with like the least. I guess it's still big news, but comparatively. Um, Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2. That trailer. Woo. That's coming yeah, out, I guess. Good. It looks good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks, uh, yeah, fall 2017. Mm. <clears throat> um, it looks incredibly pretty. I mean, obviously, there's no gameplay or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. it's all pre-rendered. That's all I needed. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that's got to be running on a, on a PC, but... Rockstar tweeted out it's for Xbox One and PS4. They don't say anything about. Well, it, it's only built on a P, uh, on a PC. Then <clears throat> it's released for the Xbox One and the PS4. Yeah, and probably I mean, the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One. Scorpio. And the PC version will come out like four years GTA later. GTA Five did look be broken. Pretty, pretty amazing <laughs> on the consoles. So it did, but it didn't. It's not impossible. It didn't look as amazing as it did on PC when you can like crank the graphics way up. Right. Yeah. And this looks like GTA Five if you've cranked the graphics way up. Right. Yeah, I mean, saying no, yeah, I was just saying odds are we'll probably uh, one of my friends was saying that we'll probably get a PC release like within the year of the console release because that's what happened to GTA five. So like the reason they haven't announced it is they're probably going to give it extra dev time. But of course, that's just speculation. Yeah, that's there's no way to confirm it. I mean, just going off of uh, like their past. Yeah, it makes sense that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Still, it looks really pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, We'll move on to the next bit of news, because this is probably what's going to take up most of our, at least the news section of the podcast. So, that, that NX stuff. The mm-hmm. Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Switch. I actually, I like the name. Me too. Uh, yep, catchy. Does anyone else think the console looks like a toaster? Um, I didn't really look I, that I can't unsee it now. <laughs> it looks like a toaster. Yeah, it does. Uh, and and the controller looks like a dog. Mm-hmm. So now we have a dog toaster Nintendo console. I'm really excited though. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, I at first yeah, it looks like fun, which I find amusing because like I remember when we looked at the early designs for this exact thing, and I said that looks yeah. great, and you said that looks horrible. Yeah. never will I like it ever. Yeah, yeah. That that was almost <laughs> was an exact quote. Uh, yeah. No, it's that's I feel the same way. That's that uh, that was. I, I don't know. I guess seeing it in practice works. Yeah. Um, I'm still there. Are still concerns I have over it though. Like I don't understand how a console that is allegedly this powerful uh, can have a sustainable battery life. Right. Um, 
I don't I don't know about the cost, uh, all that kind of stuff. I I am a little bit more intrigued knowing that Bethesda is sort of behind it, not because I'm a huge Bethesda fan, but mm. because Bethesda has a history of not supporting Nintendo consoles because they don't like how they run. Mm-hmm. So if Bethesda is on board with this console, then that means uh, third-party support should not be a problem. Yeah. yeah that I being mean, said, that doesn't mean anything because this is just a Skyrim remaster, right? Mm. I mean, you have You're to think... You're saying Yeah, you have to think that... Um, I personally don't really care whether or not a Bethesda game comes to a Nintendo console because, I mean, I play those games on the PC, and I'm not the biggest Mm -hmm. Bethesda game to begin with. I'm a Bethesda fan. (laughs) But (laughs) I think that a huge demographic of core gamers, like these teenagers who go, oh, I can play Skyrim on a plane. Like, that's going to sell units, I think. I think if Bethesda games are portable and they work and they aren't, janky i mean you know aside from how janky bethesda games are normally i think that's gonna i think that's gonna like sell gangbusters yeah that's the thing and it's it's just more of like a it's a statement that that game's on the console just knowing in the past i remember uh when the wii u came out Mm -hmm. the uh i want to say it was the president i could be wrong he had some like harsh words about the wii u and why he's never going to support it um so the fact that like they've managed to mend that bridge is a big deal. And that should be just like extrapolating. That should be, that should mean the Wii U will be getting the same games that you'll be getting on other consoles, which not all of them, but hopefully some of them has the ability to run those games. Hopefully. Well, we'll see. And it is Skyrim. Um, yeah, it's a last gen game. It's a last generation game. So I'm not holding my breath on, uh, stuff coming out concurrently. But I mean, it looks. It, I mean, it looks fun. I think the concept's ingenious. I think it like is probably what they envisioned the Wii U to be, but it didn't quite have. I think the Wii. They just didn't have the technology to actually yeah. make the tablet at a price point that would matter. Yeah, be portable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, versus, they did the best they could. Yeah. Versus now, it seems like making the ta- making the tablet the console is a good idea, and then you know that cuts it down because there's no you know console. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the controller the. The multiplayer aspect when you're on the go with the tiny it's great side idea. Of the yeah, controls, that's, that's it's great. It's just idea. it's tiny. Yeah, I can't see that being comfortable to play. Mind you, you can take other controllers with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I mean, the the controller that doesn't attach that they showed off looked mm. pretty comfortable. Yeah, it looked, looked like fine. an Xbox 360 yeah. controller. Which, well, it looked like it looked like the uh, Nintendo Pro controller. The Pro controller, yeah, which yeah. is based off the 360. Yeah, yeah. Which, they would say no, but you know. but it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like they can deny it all they want. Uh, did you guys notice that there wasn't a D-pad? I did. I thought mm-hmm. that was very odd. But then again, if they're modular controllers, it might be possible to kind of module on a yeah. D-pad module. It makes sense, um, especially because uh, if you look closely at the the left hand side, yeah, the the four buttons are actually arrows. Yeah. Uh, so sure. I mean, it works like the PlayStation D-pad. Yeah, it's fine. <clears throat> it just doesn't have that iconic D-pad. Did you guys read um, Jordan's list? That was yeah. on. Yeah, it yeah. is. I like the fact that it's using NVIDIA tech. I'm sure you talked about that when I yep. stepped away from the table, but uh, no, we didn't. Okay, uh, so it's running on like a, a specialized custom. Yeah, Integra uh, GPU. Yeah, which I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited because that is a very powerful. Well, it it's it is and it isn't. Like what it is is it's utilizing the CUDA cores and things like that. You you do see in modern. Uh, NVIDIA devices, but it won't have the power of a 1080, a 1050, a 1060, a 1070. I mean, absolutely it will not. Be more, no, it'll, it's going to be more like their mobile branch, which is like their, um, 
what's the Kepler now? I believe is the newest um, te- the Tegra X, which are powerful chips. Hmm. They have it the same sort of chip in their um, what was that system? The uh, Shield devices. They used it in that, and it worked really well. It allows for streaming properly. It allows for minor games. But my worry is it's going to choke when you get to the high-intensity games that the Xbox One and the PS4 have. But what it will allow is people that are building devices, games for phones would be an easy move to move them over this device. Mm-hmm. Is that a good thing? <laughs> it's where all the development is. Do we it's want where, that? It's where all... And thing is, phone games now look almost console quality. <coughs> I guess... Like, the phone games now, you can make Unreal runs on phones. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, that's you're right. I, I'm, just, I'm just worried about another Nintendo console coming out again and not being able to keep up it's not, with it's, the Joneses. If, if, the, if the specs released are any indication, it, there's no way it will be able to keep up with a PS4 or an Xbox One just by the simple fact it doesn't have the box to do it. Like those things have a lot of fans. They have a GPU and a CPU. This thing just physically can't keep up with that. That being said, I think it's going to do fine. It's yeah. going to it's going to do what you expect from the games. Fine. It's not going to do the top end games, but you will get. Uh, it could probably do things like what you'd expect yeah, from the last two K series and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. You also you'll get games that looked good on the PS4, a PS3, things like that, and they'll look fine. Yeah. So like the Wii U. Yeah, it, it'll basically <laughs> be a portable Wii U. Um. I mean, I can do a quick rundown of yeah, uh, well. some of the uh, the the, peop- the partners they have with this. Uh, it's a pretty long list, so bear with me. We got Five Hundred Five Games, Level Five Inc., Activision, Marvelous, Arc System Works, Maxim- Maximum Games, Atlas, yes. um, <laughs> Nippon Ichi. I know I did Nippon Ichi. Thank you. Yeah, it, it does. Um like uh, RPG type stuff. It yeah, does, no, does I know stuff. who they are. I just yeah. I've never actually had to say that word out loud. Ipanichi. Ipanichi. Interesting. Audio Kinetic. Uh, Partly Bit. Autodesk. Platinum Games. Autodesk doesn't make games, but you know, these whatever. Are, <laughs> these are just partners. <laughs> these are just partners. <laughs> so they're going to design good CAD software for them. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Uh, so we got Platinum Games. Bandai Namco. Uh... RAD Game Tools, Bethesda. I, I could keep going, but I'll just, I I'm, think, I'm not going to get everyone. No one Capcom, cares. Sega, um, At this Square point, Enix, no yeah, EA. Good. Those are all. Those are big names. But I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. THQ Nordic, Tokyo. RPG you see these Factory. games that are going on right now, the ones on the list. And you think of what they're producing right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see the, uh, the new Red Dead on the system. I don't think we're going to see. Um, I don't see Rockstar on there to be honest. No, with you. what 2K is though. Oh, right. Technically, the, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. same overall conglomerate. Uh, I don't think we're going to see um, the latest Bethesda game. We will see last year's Bethesda games. I don't think we're going to see this year's Bethesda games. I, they just physically can't do it. I do think it's yeah. interesting uh, that with Sega being on there, because at the Sonic event that they had in San Diego this summer, yeah, yeah. Um, the NX was listed as a platform, and the only other systems that's coming to are the PS4 and the One and the PC. So I guess right. with uh, that Project Sonic 2017, I wonder if we're going to see a really significant scaled down version of it, or if that's honestly, being, I think I don't know. I, I think what we're going to see is the game they're building will run on phones. Yeah, the the Nvidia has the power, but I might do question how well it will handle modern games. Mm-hmm. Well, it won't. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's 
That's Farm probably Nintendo KRC made that very clear. Yeah. The key thing is just how you know strong and unique the system is, and I feel like this one does have like something very appealing built in. But haven't yeah. we hasn't hasn't Nintendo learned that at mean, some like point the Wii was the most successful system of all time. We had or? the Wii was the most successful system of all time, but it also had the lowest attachment rate to its games. Now, don't get me wrong, love my Wii. The Wii was my favorite console of last generation. Mm-hmm. I had the most fun with that, with like mm-hmm. games like Mermusa and like a lot of the like smaller titles that mm-hmm. wouldn't be able yeah. to play on the PS3 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a fact that their biggest titles had a very low attachment rate. That's very true. People mm-hmm. did not come back to play them. Nope. Mm-hmm. I know. So you have to keep buying games. That's exactly what they want. But they weren't doing that. <laughs> People exactly. weren't buying them. That was the problem. That's why you had such little third-party support from bigger t- The problem developers. was... People Remember didn't... when Sega tried to go and make all those hardcore games on the Wii U? Oh, yeah, that, those failed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Software stuff. Like Mad World. Oh, yeah. And they were great games. House of the Dead. Yeah, they were great, but they oh, weren't House selling. House of the Dead so good. <laughs> oh, so fun. So good. <laughs> it is really good. I... I, I I just don't know. I, I feel like at some point Nintendo's going to have to realize that they have, as much as their unique hardware is great, and don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. uh, if I have the money, I'm getting a Switch mm-hmm. the day it comes out. Yeah, what a question. Yeah. But uh, at some point, you have to start thinking there's something wrong with the model they have. Well, <clears throat> I don't know because ultimately they're just going to be competing for like a third or a quarter of the market share of you know, yeah. uh, PC versus if they can create something unique and interesting enough that people want, they have 100% of a smaller market. That's yeah. true. I will say um, generally people seem more excited about mm-hmm. this than when they announced the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to throw it out there. Because this is what the Wii U was supposed to be. Yeah. Well, also there's no confusion. This yeah. isn't it's, the Wii U 2 or something like that. Mm-hmm. This is a whole new direction. They're cutting off their ties with the also, Wii I'm, brand. Also, I'm going to throw it out there. If you're someone that's going to, you're, you're thinking, I want to buy a, uh, a device for my kid. I was thinking I'm going to buy an iPad. This thing's probably going to cost the same as an iPad, but do more. They're like, well, let's go for the, uh, go for the Nintendo Switch. It's, it's the game thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not how parents think, though. <laughs> I have met a lot of parents. They do, are, do kind of think like that. So I work when I'm not here you at work an at a, undisclosed a place filled with retail location that specializes in children's things. Mm. And I happen to work in the electronics section okay. of that said retail yeah, yeah. Uh, store. And I can tell you, one, most people already have an iPhone, iPod Touch. But not for their kid. Yeah. They let their kids play I their... Hate, I hate... Now, when they come in, um, I've had to try to explain to them why you should look into getting a 3DS instead of a tablet, Yeah. Uh, and they don't get it. Yeah. That's the biggest problem, and that's going to be the biggest hurdle that yeah. they're going to have to I, I, face. I disagree. I think it's very simple. I think it's, hey, you know, your tablet's like a separate thing. You can plug this into the television. Yeah. And you have to get a PS4 as well. Yeah. They have a tablet and a PS4. There you go. That's true. I mean, now, the think, qu- but now the question is, I have is, how will they market this thing? Will it be one package that comes with everything? Will they kind of do the smart move and do the Apple move where you want the standard Switch? Well, that's only 300 bucks. Do you want the little adapter? An extra 70. Do you want the extra controller? Well, that's an extra 50. And do you got want a- the toaster? Yeah, of course they do that. That's how Nintendo always <laughs> yeah, does. Yeah, but my point is, if you want it to connect to the TV, you're probably mm-hmm. going to have to buy the bundle pack or the deluxe pack. Yeah. And the one you buy normally is just going to be basically a tablet gaming system. Yeah. Oh, I well, see what you're saying. Uh, no, I find it hard to believe that they'll 
have to bundle just to hook it up to your TV. I think the, that's standard. The mm, other thing, yeah. too, that I'm concerned about is Nintendo has been pushing really hard in the mobile market. Yeah. Um, and will there be some slight brand confusion? Because uh. um, I've already experienced it in like face-to-face interactions with people. Like I, I don't know if you were here on the podcast when I talked about it before. Um, I actually had a uh, a customer tell ask me, um, like they sell me on a, yeah. a 3ds, and I was like, well, you can play Mario, Zelda, all that kind of stuff. And he's like, well, not anymore because Mario's on the iPad. And I had to explain to him, it's a different different Mario. Yeah. that's an endless runner, like Temple Run, essentially. And he uh, he didn't get it. He's like, well, it's, it's on the console or it's on my iPad. Yeah, yeah, and, you're not uh, wrong. Yeah, I hear you. That's going to be a problem. Well, I don't know because, like, you your examples sound like they're all specific individual idiots. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, specific I more, individual. I more of a like respect for humanity as a whole. Oh, I but I mean, I have less. Shouldn't. I have less respect <laughs> for um, humanity. But that's know. the thing is, yeah, a couple of idiots that I've interacted with. That could be a lot more. That's just from my experience. It depends on marketing. Like that video was really good. That'll go around. Like yeah. we sold off of those mm-hmm. those videos where everyone's like, "Oh mm. my god, you they can did do that now." They did a great job. Um, they did a better job than they did with the Wii U. Yeah, because yeah, well, up in, even now, I still have people being like, "Oh, I have a Wii. Why do I need a Wii U? It's just an attachment." Yeah. No, it's not. That was a bad. Um, well, what the Nintendo was trying to do there was they were trying to branch off the Wii brand and try to yeah. bring people in. I think it was a dumb move. Yeah, Me no. too would have been a smart move. Like, I think the smartest move would have they should have named it the DS Home. Yeah, that would because have been the really DS good. brand is far more popular than the Wii brand. No, the Wii oh, brand yeah. was more popular at the time. It wasn't. And, uh, I feel we want to look at numbers here, but I'm lazy. They <laughs> don't care. I'm gonna do it. Keep talking about stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, so while you guys are talking about that, speaking of numbers and money, uh, after that announcement trailer, Nintendo's value surged by over a billion dollars. <laughs> Nice. Holy yeah. crap. Jeez. Yeah, basically people want investors wanted Nintendo to do something. They did something. They were happy. That's all it means. It happens the same thing with I To be fair, it actually happens opposite with uh, Apple. They want you they want to see them doing something revolutionary every single time. If they don't, the valuation drops a billion dollars. Yeah. It's 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 just that crazy. Is, that is kind of what happened with Nintendo, right? Yeah. They did something revolutionary and then something non-revolutionary in the Wii U and yeah. things were Problem. Yep, and then they did something revolutionary again. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think uh, Nintendo and uh, sorry, uh, Microsoft and Sony will want to take note of this. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be more disruptive than the PlayStation Pro or the Scorpio. Mm-hmm. They're basically building PCs. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's saying, "Nah, we think consoles are still okay. a thing. Mm-hmm. We're so, making something you can't do on PC. Mm-hmm. Jump in with us." So to go Which back, the Wii sold more than the I PS know. by a very large I margin. Know. I know, Cody. But it was a very large margin. <laughs> I, I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> the DS was the highest selling handheld. Of all like it wasn't even you close. Can't what a handheld does to a console. No, I mean, I, I know I was right there, Cody. Well, I think the the reason why I said that was because the DS had like a better, um, like people weren't upset at that brand. Yeah, that's fair. That was you're so wrong. Um, but I. Th- <laughs> so humble too. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say I was right. I just said you were wrong. <laughs> um, but I do think Nintendo knows what the market wants. They know that they're wanting this mobile, kind of live a more mobile life. They want to be, they want to be able to be at their TV, but they also want to take it with them. Mm-hmm. I do I, like that. I that was it's, it's essentially a, what the uh, the Vita was supposed to do. Yeah, that was supposed to be the Vita, but that didn't work at all. And mm-hmm. Sony gave up on that thing quite early. And it on. was what the Nomad did. 
yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, let's oh, just. But I am. You know, <laughs> like the Vita did do that. I remember seeing uh, Wayne stream his yeah. PS4 game. Yeah, off it. yeah, it's cool. It's just no one cared. We also <laughs> needed a. That was the thing too. Is you needed, you needed a buy two systems. Yeah, you needed to buy two systems, and you needed a, an internet connection yeah. that you was powerful. Yeah, so this looks like it's different because the game goes into your little tablet. Yep. Yep. It's little, really smart. Got like a little chip. And thing. I think it, it's it's branching off how mobile has moved and dominated the market. It's branching off the fact that they they've been trying to link their mobile and their uh, like home consoles for a long time now. Hey, even since the Super Nintendo and the uh, the Game Boy, they had the Super Game Boy, they always wanted that ability to kind of bring it home, play there, but bring it on the, on the go with you. So yeah, finally the tech the tech is finally there for them to let them kind of achieve that vision in a more complete way. Now, and do you I, think that this is going to be a complete, um, like, there's this is their home and mobile console? 100%. Yeah, yeah you 100%. Think that's, that's the end Absolutely. of the DS family? Yeah. This is this is what their move. You're going to buy this thing. Do you want to you be on the go? Buy the Switch. You want a home console for Nintendo? Buy the Switch. And you could do both with them. Yeah. It's going to be, the thing is, though, Home gaming and mobile gaming are two completely different animals. Well, Nintendo wants to merge those markets into one. Yeah, but like you can't play a game like Skyrim, for instance, that's a big, vast game, on your you know well, half-hour bus ride. I'm going to throw it out there. Nintendo's going to bunk that and say, <laughs> yeah, you can. Nintendo don't care. No, I'm just, I'm just looking back you and being play like, some of, my favorite, plane? You can. some of my favorite uh, gaming memories of the past probably three, four years, came on the 3DS yeah. with smaller... Uh, JRPGs yeah, yeah. and things like that, and I'm kind of sad because that might be the end of uh, no. It's something it, I enjoy. No, it's what it's going to be is there's going to be both. You're going to have those shorter RPG kind of experiences where you can kind of jump in for 20 minutes and jump out, and then the full game might take 50 hours, but you're never actually going to spend three hours in one sitting. Yeah. And you're also going to get those elaborate, more expansive experiences, more open world stuff. Maybe you're going to finally see an Assassin's Creed on the system, et cetera, et cetera. That's what you're going to have, that divergence, where you're going to have both things in both places. You have your home console. You want to play those games that are longer. You can play them at home, but you want to go on a plane ride that six hours, you can play it there too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I also think like with the, um, with the smaller JRPG, the smaller kind of almost indie but not quite experiences, um, it kind of reminds me of what could potentially it could potentially be like the PSTV, you know, how you can play these smaller uh, Vita RPGs on your TV, um, and then the Vita has the compatibility with the PS4 to play the console games on your Vita. And so I think what's going to happen is Brendan is absolutely right that we're going to see both types of experiences on here, and I think that's important because with because a Pokemon company, Game Freak, they already said they're working on a Pokemon for this thing. And if that's the next mainline Pokemon game, if mm-hmm. that's really what they're doing, I think that's going to sell systems. If you tell, oh, very much so. Oh, for yeah, sure. if you tell kids like you can only play the new Pokemon on this, like people aren't going to think about anything else other than I have to get this for Pokemon. So exactly. I think I think phasing out their DS brand, as much as I am sentimentally attached to it, and merging it with their home platform is ultimately like what's best for business. Yep, I agree. Yeah, it, it, like it is. It's just, uh, I guess you're right. I just have that uh, that sentimental attachment. Same. Nothing um, wrong with that at all. I mean, you're what you like is what we've kind of grown up with and kind of got to this yeah. point with. That being said, I think Nintendo's going to kind of try to appeal to both brands and, to, and both audiences. Mm-hmm. And only focusing on one system is smart 
a smart business move. It's more concise, yeah. Yeah, they can say, it's out now, it's on the system you own. It's not like, it's going to be on a 3DS, but we might bring a version to the Wii U. Yeah, and then you have to buy both of them. Yeah, and like you, Yeah, that was really frustrating. So they're going to make, it, it, they're consolidating the, their devices and different products into one thing that they can focus on, that they can ma- make sure they market, and that people can understand. Right now, the market is too fractured for Nintendo, and that's why... Their mobiles doing really well, their home consoles failing, and they have no third-party support in their home console. And it's hard for them to make games that kind of appeal to both systems and keep people coming back to both systems. It is it is an exciting time uh, to be a Nintendo fan because yep. this could work out very well for them. And it seems like people genuinely want to like it. Yeah. So yeah. it's the balls in Nintendo's court there. Also, and we also got to see the new Mario game. Yeah. Also, I'm going to throw it out there. I think I want I want to touch on the Mario thing in shortly, but yeah. I want to talk on the fact that the 3DS, the new 3DS, and all those 3DS different versions, they're still running on hardware from about five to six years ago. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. obviously the 3DS, um, if they were gonna, going to keep the DS family going, I don't think they. It, I'm just saying, it, in theory, if they were, sure. there would have to be a new handheld and i don't think i, I think and right that now, doesn't make sense no right now they're going to be they're going to keep the 3d the uh, 3ds in the line that's going to be there for people that want the low cost option yeah and then there's this thing and this thing is going to be they're basically going to be slowly moving people over you're going to have the the, the the pokemon coming out to the marios and things like that but what you're really going to get is the high end the high co- fidelity big graphics games that your kids will still enjoy, that they can still take on the go with them. And it's going to be a no-brainer for parents. You buy this one thing, it's going to be... One-stop shop. Exactly. And right now, you so you have that online store that Nintendo has. You have to two different accounts, two different everything, just to make sure it all functions together. This will allow them to have one store. Parents will understand, like, oh, I buy this game. It's for everywhere. They can take it on the go. They can keep it at home. Yeah, that's amazing. That's what I want for Christmas. And there is that rumor about the uh, Netflix-style streaming service that they're offering. That's not confirmed yet, but no, that'll that's be... Um, that's up in the air right now, but I think if they manage that and they manage a system that basically their kids can take with them, it's going to cost under the price of an iPhone, hopefully. If they don't do that, they've missed a big opportunity there. And it allows them to have their game wherever they go, but it gets them outside. It gets them doing things. It gets them. They're not locked in-house, and that's what parents want right now. Oh, for sure. That was that was the big thing. Is like even, Nintendo tried everything in their power to uh, to get kids outside. Like anytime you save a game, like why don't you stop playing and leave? please for the love of God go outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this is here's an actual chance. I mean, it's literally just going to make sure that they go outside and sit, but it's still something. And it is it is interesting. But I do want to talk about. We did get our first look. Add yep. a new Mario Mario's game. Port. Let's get on yes. this. Mario is, as much as uh, 3D World sucked, Mario is important. Oh, it was fine. You no, don't like 3D it. World? Wait, which is the Wii U one? The 3D, 3D World. The one That's with World? the yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like it. That okay, game's so good. You. I mean, I respect your opinion, but man... <laughs> It was I, I so. Think, I like think Elias is saying he doesn't respect it was your soul. Yeah, that's actually that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was fun when you're playing with other people, but if you're playing by yourself, it just the the camera angle didn't yeah. work. Anything. It looks that's like there. It's actually it's not a 3D um, spinoff. Mm-hmm. It's a 3D game, but it's not in that series. Mm-hmm. You can tell because the camera was actually behind Mario, and not okay. on that weird angle. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. Um, it was colorful. Yeah, it was and that. 
It, I had noticed it looked like Mario kind of looked like um like a stop motion kind of claymation I type. Did, yeah, yeah. super I did, shiny. I didn't, that, I didn't pick that up, but I, I believe you. That's just from a picture. I, yeah. I don't think that's their direction they're going for. This is what it looked I like. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. What about um, uh, Mario's epic clay? <laughs> I mean, Mario's been paper, and Yoshi's been yarn, and Kirby's been yarn. Why not? Yeah, there you go. Mario's been clay, clay before too. So yeah, yeah. So let's just let's just do it. They need I to know, like. It, they need to get on a new 3D Kirby game. Like, actually, like stop making the little spinoffs, even though I like them. But with this, I would really like to see a proper console Kirby game again. That would be perfect. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think. With this console, the concept's so open that they they can do anything, and it's it's interesting. Well, that's the thing. I think what Nintendo's done is they've, in one fell swoop, gotten rid of that concept that the Wii U's limiting. The Wii U doesn't let them do very much. The Wii U is the stupid gamepad and this weird connection to the TV that doesn't work. And they've made people think that they're open again. They can The possibilities are endless, which is what we used to think of Nintendo. Yeah. Which is what, the, when the Wii first came out, that's what we thought of. And they've managed to capture that again. Will they succeed? We have to try it to find out. But Absolutely. as of right now, they've made us want to care again. And that's something I didn't think was possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's very, very good for Nintendo. Because oh, yeah. I thought, you look at, uh, at other companies that have been in that situation that Nintendo was in. Uh, Sony was in it last gen. Yep. Microsoft is in it now. That stigma takes years to rub off. Nintendo yep. did it in an afternoon, in a morning. Yeah, no, they, they managed <laughs> like, it. That's insane. With the creepy Mary shower scene, and then they God, got over it. So, weird. so <laughs> we got the email that they're doing this last night. I was asleep when I got it, um, and I woke up, and I, I check my email in the morning like I do every morning, and I just see this gross, weird like mascot like mario peeking through a curtain and i was like i need to turn my phone off for (laughs) for a few hours that was that was gross it looked like he was watching me shower or something (laughs) that's what mario likes god so creepy (laughs) (laughs) shades of mario (laughs) and on that note we're gonna cut to a little bit of a break from our sponsors over at comic bento (laughs) i'm gonna try to wash my eyes out and (laughs) Forget about that. <laughs> Jack, do you have a need for comics and graphic novels? I do have a fixin'. Have well, a fixin'. what you need to do is go to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMEG in all caps, and you can get $5 off a Comic Bento subscription. It goes right to your door. Yes, five bucks. Dude, five bucks? Five bucks. Five hey, guys, bucks. can five I get in on this action? Oh, yes, yeah. you can. Whoa. You know what you have to do? Go to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMEG in all caps and get $5 off your Comic Bento subscription. Five whole dollars? Five whole dollars. Whoa. Comic Bento. Get it now. And we're back, and the break didn't help, so <laughs> let's just jump right into movie news. Sure, <clears throat> let's do that. All right, so first up, um, there were a couple trailers this week we should probably talk yeah, about. Yeah, some big yeah, ones. Let's the do first it. First being, uh, well, I'm just, we'll just say both, uh, the Logan trailer and the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 trailer. Yeah. I missed out on the Gu- Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. It looked cool. It was fine. Not right. that I didn't want to, I just di- I, I didn't watch it yet. I don't know. It's, it looks it's, fine. Like yeah. it's a minute and a half. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to okay. see much. But yeah. I mean, it looks like they're gonna blow stuff up. And yep. It looks pretty, and it looks like there'll be jokes as well. So yeah, it, look, it looks it looks it looks good. That. Yeah. 
So look good, look a little bit darker, but I mean, that could also just be trailer editing. And uh, my computer screen brightness was lowered as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> Logan, I thought, looks like a lot of fun. It's clearly not going to be a, like particularly direct adaptation of old man logan it's similar it, it has concepts from it yeah well it's kind of the reverse it's yeah the humans have taken over as opposed to all the yeah. heroes have destroyed all the non all the normies yeah so um <laughs> that's, that's fine i guess that makes sense um yeah it looks bleak looks violent i think i, it's like what, it. It, I think really good. It, it also works with the fact that hugh jackman's actually aging yeah 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 actually like he's playing off that which goes a long like way. he's no longer that's who's been around for almost 20 years now. No, it's like 16 years, give or take. It was uh, X-Men came out in 2000, yeah. Yeah, so 16, so 16 years. So he's 16 years older now, yeah. and he was in his late 30s when he did the first one. Something was he like actually? That, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's in his late 40s now. Yeah. Huh. He just he just eats, he eats raw chickens all the time, or yeah, steamed yeah, chickens. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, raw eggs rocky yeah, diet and it's, it's the, uh, there was a red band trailer as well yeah. so you got an extra like second with a little gore which was I, I think it looks really good I think I've not been a fan of how Fox has handled a lot of its superhero stuff but mm. it seems to be handling the X-Men stuff really well uh, I liked what they've done with the um, Days of Future Past and that stuff mm-hmm. I didn't love um uh, Apocalypse. It was fine. Yeah, I didn't love it, but it, it was, was very. It was very fine. It was okay. Yeah. For it. Yeah. I, I didn't care. I didn't care about Apocalypse. I didn't really see his motivations. <laughs> you just kind of angry. I'm like, eh, sure. Yeah, he was boring. And yeah. Jennifer Lo- and Jennifer Lawrence's refusal to look like Mystique <laughs> was also very frustrating. Yep. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna look like this person. But I thought you didn't want to look yeah, like yeah, the human yeah. form. And also, it's just like I realized when it was done. Like I've been watching X Men movies for. 15 years yeah. and every single one of them ends with okay now the x-men to form we've yeah. actually formed now it's time for the x-men <laughs> i'm just getting sick and tired of that yeah, every like, si- at the end of single like every single eight one x-men movies and like the first one they were already formed and yeah every single other one is about them being like yeah no x-men time now now we're really the x-men yeah. really tired uh, number two they were still together kind of they were but then they splintered and then they were like oh well, it could be the x-men <laughs> <laughs> that was silly. Um, but Number two is my favorite. Oh, yeah, it's the best one. Yeah, definitely the best. And then Days of Future Past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested <laughs> in where they're going with it. Forgetting everything, but yeah, no. that's Yeah, that's you're saying those are two really good oh, ones. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just interested in where they're going with it because uh, the version of Wolverine they have always presented, like, he's been sort of, you know, snarky and, like, yeah. in a bad mood all the time, but he still is kind of a PG-13 cuddly Wolverine and I think I mean, did you see the Wolverine he wasn't so cuddly there mm-hmm. right and that was the one exception of like they're taking this character in a darker direction and in fact the writer and director from that are returning for this and so mm. I think with a bit more creative freedom and mm-hmm. an R rating they can probably do some really cool things and I'm I'm, I'm really excited um, yeah about where they're going with it I hope so I, I just, hope just it- I find like the a lot of the one of the big drawbacks of the X Men movies is that they can get way too mopey. Oh, they're and super mopey. That's my only real concern with because clearly this is like now we're going to be the dark one, us the mopiest of all the super <laughs> movies. I'm worried that that's going to get overkill. But at the same time, I'll reserve judgment. And it does. I can't pretend it doesn't look cool. It, it has looks to be different it, at least. So it has to be something. Ben Suicide Squad. Yeah. Patrick Stewart's in it. That does not take much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there can this is Fox coming off of like the insane money they made off of. Uh, Deadpool. So. Oh, they made a lot of it. They want to make something that's weird and different to get people talking again. So yeah, no, I'm on board. It looks cool. Yeah, All right, sure. Next up, uh, great exciting news. Um, Cody, you should probably be really excited about this because this oh, is God. similar in quality to the Power Rangers. 
So um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's production company has picked up a 90s property. Oh, which one? He wants to revive. Captain Planet. I heard about that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. sounds dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Captain Planet. Hell yeah, Captain Planet. Really? Really. <laughs> it wasn't good when it was on TV. Yeah. I just, I really want a mullet on a green mullet he's not gonna have on a, a colossus body he's gonna be he's gonna have like long flowing locks and abs and yeah. captain planet well, like I was reading, he's our what hero was it? i read a slight like story rumor that was i think it was something like uh it's supposed to be years later all the kids are growing up and don't want to do it anymore and captain planet has to like talk them back into believing in the environment <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I, I want to see this movie sixty I, times. I, I kind of want one of them just to be a, like a, an envi- a, a like corporate lawyer mm. arguing how that toxic waste needs to go in the water. Where else is it going to go? <laughs> and Captain Planet's like, "What have you done? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Captain. Mm-hmm. I need the money." Who are you anymore? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be stupid. I just hope that like it's self-aware and it's like a comedy. Oh, they can't. Did you see that Power Rangers trailer? They're taking that <laughs> as seriously as humanly possible. Yeah, because they saw. Pacific Rim, yeah, and then they want Rim and, and Chronicle. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you need to answer me with a straight face. Does Le- do Leonardo DiCaprio and self aware really go in the same sentence? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, I suppose not. Well, it's anyway. gonna be super serious, have weird, ambiguous endings, and have to do with some kind of alcoholism. I, I for He's one, find a bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I for one am excited to see Captain Planet. Well, Back, you're, you're the one. Back in the mainstream. You and Leo. That's the one thing you haven't done. <laughs> I'll hate watching. Um, I'll hate so, watching. So, all right. And uh, next up, there's they've uh, now in development is a Willy Wonka prequel, so we can finally find out what made Willy Wonka tick and how he built the chocolate factory. Are you I don't care me right now? Like, at all? Like who cares? If there is so one stupid. prequel that doesn't ever have to be made, mm. that's the one. Well, the worst part of the Tim Burton. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was all that. Yeah, I was the uh, yeah. one thing that was hor- that was really, truly, deeply horrible. About I it. didn't, I didn't hate that movie though. Eh, it was okay. Fine. Pretty. Yeah, it's like it's like Alice in Wonderland. Like, I, oh, I think that's terrible. It's, it's, just, like, it's Tim Burton. Exactly the same quality. It's Tim Burtony. I dig it. I just don't. Uh, the do, you know, the, do we know who's going to like direct this? No, it's okay. just that the, that's just been they've bought the rights from it from the Dollar State and are developing. It. I think I it's like the yeah. idea of. Willy Wonka just being weird. Like yeah. I don't want to know why. I just like knowing. Yeah, that's him. That's what I just he is. Kind of, I just want him to be. Hey, I made chocolate and I got crazy because I spent all my time making chocolate and now <laughs> I don't understand how the world works. Yeah, that's the end. Yeah, explanation doesn't seem necessary. And that. I found these Oompa Loompas and they looked weird, so I made them slaves for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there's that. All right. Well, because he's up. a white person. Um, uh, Godzilla, <laughs> Godzilla two. <laughs> Has uh, hired uh, uh, Michael Doherty, who made Krampus and uh, <clears throat> Trick or Treat. Oh, those are good movies. Nice. I'm good with that. Too, which I'm totally down for. Um, he also wrote X-Men, too. Hey. Yeah. And, he's... Uh, so it remains to be seen what the tone is. I would hope, since they've hired him, that'll make it a little more goofy and fun while still being dark. Because that was, geez, that was a somber Godzilla movie. It was Godzilla super somber. I really liked it. I mean, it was well done for sure, but I've definitely not been like super anxious to watch it again or a lot. I bought because, it because like, I'm like, I have to. There's a lot of like faffing about. You know what I, mean? <laughs> but, I was uh, really pissed when I went to watch it and freaking Brian Cranston died within like the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was so mad. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers from two years ago. The Godzilla yeah, whatever. Versus, <laughs> versus also, spoiler for 10 minutes in the movie. Yeah. 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 
I mean, so God. yeah, I hope that's a sign that it's going to be a little goofier. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I it also, but uh, Krampus was also a legendary movie, so it could be that Doherty is like going to become part of their monster movie factory, which I am a hundred. I liked okay Krampus. With. That was fun. Krampus is really good. Yeah, and Trick or Treat's fantastic. Also, really dark. Yeah, and hopefully it doesn't uh, detract. Uh, X Men Two did a pretty <laughs> good Trick or Treat Two, which is supposed to be on the way. Is that so is still, still being made? Uh, he keeps talking about it. I hope it happens. X Men Two was actually really good at balancing that dark with a bit of the humor too totally, yeah no that's sort of his shtick so um i'm all for it i think that that's a great idea and i hope they let him direct it too but we will see all right i mean i i will say that after watching sheen godzilla i don't want hollywood near godzilla ever again because that <laughs> new godzilla is just so good that i looked at whatever like what western film studios have done with yeah. that property before and it's like well all of that sucks compared to this so maybe they should just stop <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, when Phil talks about movies, I'd love to hear your take on that Godzilla movie because we just got that review up on the site recently. So I'd love to hear your take on that. Yeah, we'll do that for yeah. sure. sure. Um, and, uh, and finally, one last movie news thing. Uh, the Coen brothers have been hired to write a thriller entitled Dark Web, which is about Silk Road. The super illegal drugs wow. website. Yeah. Cool. Basically the yeah. eBay of horrible people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? super on board with You know what that. Silk Road is? Great. No, I know what it is. They're making a movie about yeah, that? Yeah, they make a movie about it. Hell yeah. Brothers are writing the script for it. Oh, that's going to be yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm cool. so on board. It sounds amazing. Cool. It sounds awful, but yeah. yes. <laughs> so I have, I have nothing really to add to that. That's no. just crazy. Is, yeah. yeah, that's going to be a good movie. All right, and that's movie news. Cool. Hey. Shall we segue into movies Let's Yeah. Let's just do it. All right. Just jump in it. All right, so the big movie this week is uh, Ouija, Origin of Evil. Ouija 1 was one of my least favorite <laughs> horror films of the last 10 years by far. <laughs> I despised it. I hated every second of it. It was horrible. And I was particularly disappointed because no one had made a Ouija board movie, which seemed odd. Um, and it was a shame that it fell into the hands of Michael Bay's Let's Take a Toy and Make a Movie Out of It production company. So, uh, But it made a bunch of money, so they decided to make a prequel. And uh, Michael, Mr. Artistic Integrity Bay, still involved, so... I was really not looking forward to it. Tell but, us how you really feel about them. But <laughs> I, I like The Rock and Bad Boys 2 and Pain and Games. The Rock is pretty good. Um, everything else can go suck an egg. Um, so, um, <laughs> so he, but he hired Mike Flanagan, who made Oculus and Absent and Absentia and Hush. Um, very talented, uh, burgeoning horror filmmaker and. I was slightly optimistic as a result of that, and that optimism ended up being optimism ended up being shockingly rewarded because I thought uh, this was actually pretty fantastic. Oh wow! So a big reason why is that it's a prequel. There was a little bit of backstory explored in the first Ouija, and it was probably the best stuff in the movie, which is a shame because it was like unshown and they just discussed it off screen. So Flanagan. Took the basis of that, made his own movie. It's set in the 60s. It's about a recent widow who has uh, created a uh, sort of psychic reading business. It's all just a big old scam, using her two daughters to help with the scam, um, which makes for a really kind of funny, fake-out, jump-scare opening sequence. And then after that, uh, the eldest teen daughter goes out with some friends and buy and, and uh, tries a Ouija board um, because in the 60s is when uh, Parker Brothers invented the Ouija board because uh. it's not actually an e- evil an ancient evil thing. Yeah. It is a child's toy. Mm. Um, so that is, so that even that's kind of fun that they acknowledge that. So she suggests the mother bring in the act. The mother's like, yeah, it's a great idea. Um, the, her youngest daughter, small child, uh, starts using it to try and talk. Uh, she thinks she's talking to her father, the like 
what do you call it? The pointer? Sure, the, the, the thing that you use. The, yeah, Ouija, the slidey yeah. thing. The, we, the Ouija slidey thing. It starts moving around even without her hands. That ends up being big business. They're able to actually have real readings, but unfortunately the little gay girl gets possessed in the process. As you do. And the only person that notices it is the priest that runs their school, who's played by Henry Thomas, a.k.a. the kid from E.T. Oh, neat. Yeah. So, um, it's a pretty clever premise. Uh, Mike Flanagan's really, really uh, talented visual stylist and storyteller. He really takes his time with it. It has a very much a slow burn uh, quality to it, but in a great way where you actually uh, come to care about the characters and uh, believe in the world, which uh, not a lot of horror movies do, and it's actually a necessity. So it's a shame that they don't normally, but that goes a long way. He also, um, it just looks beautiful. The 60s production design is incredibly well done. The visuals are very well handled, and it's all done in a very retro way. Like It opens with the old uh, 70s Universal logo, and I even uh, noticed, I actually had to ask the Universal people afterwards if it was shown on film, to which they looked at me like, are you an idiot? Because he actually <laughs> subtly put in uh, cigarette burns and real changes. So oh, it's wow. actually like subliminal nerdery. But well, that's, <laughs> that's there, cool. for sure. Um, and uh, Which was really cool. And then once the uh, proverbial poo-poo hits the fan, it actually is very creepy. He's uh, very talented, sort of setting up both psychological... And scare horror. I mean, ultimately, it is just kind of like kids getting possessed, yep. haunted house stuff. But he does it very, very well. Um, and in particular, it all builds to not unlike Oculus, like the last 20 minutes just being one thing after another. Um, he it builds on the backstory in a way that's uh, adds some really profoundly disturbing elements that I'm surprised they got into a movie that's ultimately PG-13. That's another thing, great thing about it is it works really well, and it is PG-13. And that is very, very rare. Like the last one I can think yeah. of was um, like Drag Me to Hell or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, that was fantastic. Totally. And like for a ghost movie, you don't need to do that. It's like, you know, like The Changing or Poltergeist yeah. or something like that. So um, I know I was really, really pleased. It works really, really well. You don't, if you are for some reason a fan of Ouija, it does uh, deepen that mythology. <laughs> if you've never seen it, um, the prequel thing ended up being brilliant because you don't have to. It plays entirely on its own. And right. They not coincidentally took two out of the title, um, which I think was a great idea. Yeah, and I'm smart. support uh, so that everyone could just pretend that first one didn't happen. <laughs> and no, this is, I think, like easily the, I think it's probably the best horror movie put out by a major studio this year. Um, wow. And just in time for Halloween, which is delightful. And I honestly can't recommend it enough. It's very, very well done, very effective. Cool. Um, and I think it's like a great, I'm just glad it's like, because PG-13 horror movies are, are generally so bad, like the most recent one was um, Lights Out, which was fine. But that's all it was, was fine. It's nice that there is one actually really strong and well done that like kids can go to as they that's awesome. horror movies. And then people that just are o- older and cynical can also go to around Halloween and have a spooky good time. So that was Good Times. Um, also released this week is uh, the Jack Reacher sequel. How was that? That was garbage. <laughs> really? <laughs> and end of that. That's the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, the first one was bad. It was just a big old ego trip for Tom Cruise. This one was even worse. Um, I thought yeah, Jack Reacher was... Cheap. The one people like. No, what am I Morrow. Thinking? Oh, that's right. Um, no, Jack Reacher is the one where the book, he was a six book seven drifter with a giant beard. And then Tom Cruise was like, no, just be me. And then so, <laughs> he, walks, so he like, walks into town in a leather jacket and everyone's like, oh my God, look at that guy. I'm so scared. I can't talk to him. He's freaking Tom, tiny Tom Cruise. It's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, this one is like the same again, only cheaper and stupider. And it was awful. Um, and then also out this week was Keeping Up the Joneses, that Zach Galifianakis, John Hamm Oh, how was that? Movie. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. Huh, okay. Um, it was by uh, Greg Matola, who did uh, Superbad and um, Ooh. 
oh, uh, Paul and um, Arrested Development. And he basically does one of two things. He either does very personal, very pained kind of drama comedies like Adventureland or The Day Trippers, or he is sort of a director for hire and works very well with actors and is like competent in, in how to put a movie together. So this is a very, very sort of basic concept for an action comedy where it's a bunch of boring suburban nights, find out there are spies moving in next door, and then, oh boy, they get caught up in the shenanigans. <laughs> and that's very dull as a story standpoint. But the cast is fantastic. Galvanakis is great as being a lame white guy. So like beat for beat, moment for moment, there are laughs, but ultimately there are no surprises and it's kind of dull. So yeah. it just depends on how tired you are, I guess. <laughs> if you're tired and you don't want to think a lot and you want to laugh, you could do worse. Yeah. That's yeah. a glowing recommendation. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a man. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. One it's garbage movie, watch list, yeah. one mediocre movie, and Ouija 2. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, nice. No one ever would have predicted, at least of all me. Elias. Yeah, Mike Flanagan's great. I, he should, yeah. I, I hope it's a hit just so we can keep working. Nice. Elias, you want to talk about um, Godzilla? Yeah, sure. Uh, so Sheen Godzilla came out um, in America uh, th- this past week, and it has already done so well that they extended its uh, theater run, which is pretty cool. Um, and Funimation put that out? Funimation put it out, and in a few days, it made a million and a half dollars, which, you know, by Hollywood oh. standards, isn't like a lot, but by Funimation limited theatrical run standards, yep. I mean, it's fantastic. And I mean, the reason for that is it is an astonishing movie, in my opinion. Um Hideaki Anno, who did uh, Evangelion, the, one of my favorite anime, yeah, he yeah. directed it. And he has always been a very big nerd for tokusatsu movies, uh, big rubber dudes punching other big mm-hmm. rubber dudes. Is and, it big rubber dudes punching other big rubber dudes? Uh, it's, big, it's a big rubber dude punching a city this time. Oh, okay. uh, so, But what's interesting <laughs> is, is he takes that. He takes that basic, very, very basic premise and throws on his signature philosophical angst on top of it. And so As you re- should. Yeah, exactly. And so the result is this movie that is mostly about the humans interacting with Godzilla and the, the human loss and the geopolitical uh, yeah, the geopolitical system dealing with something like Godzilla. Because the thing is with Godzilla in this movie is he evolves over the course of the movie. So he starts out as this weird little larvate Godzilla and the government is so incompetent at taking care of him that he keeps growing and growing until he's this giant towering threat like he should be because he's Godzilla. And so the whole thing is a commentary on how the government is like super inept at taking care of natural disasters. And so Anno sort of throws in, um, basically throws a bunch of middle fingers to a bunch of different countries at how they respond to national tragedies. And there's all oh, sorts wow. of, yeah, there's all sorts of things like commentary on post-war Japan, uh, the idea of Japan being a neutral state. I mean, I could talk for two hours about how complicated the movie is, but it's really, really good. It has a lot of throwbacks to the old films and has a lot of a uh, nice anime style flourishes to it. Um, I honestly think it's one of the best movies I have. It's the best movie I've seen since Mad Max Fury Road, which is one of my personal favorite movies. So that's how highly I think of it. Um, if it's showing, um, if it's showing where you guys are, I would recommend you go check it out for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I wanted very, to see that. Is it still uh, running in theaters? Yeah, it is. It's actually going to be running for the next few days, um, in the U.S. at least. Um, so if it's playing near you, I would make an effort to go see it. It really makes a difference to see it on a big screen. Yeah, for sure. I believe that. All righty, I'll take a look and see yeah, if it's... it's kind of it's been playing like... Um, like It hasn't been like playing at one theater consistently in Toronto, oh, okay. but it's been playing 
just playing different theaters all the time. Okay, yeah. I'll keep an eye out for hey, it. Go then. to the Funimation site. I think they have a, a, a sub-site we can go to and say where, where you are, and it'll tell you where it's playing. Oh, cool. Yeah. It might I, not be playing anymore, but you know. I have a bit of a movie question, actually, before we move on to other, uh, other conversation. Um, so does anyone remember the Max Steel toys from, like, the 90s? Yeah, those were mm. bad and kind of chunky, but yeah, I remember them. Yeah, yeah. That sounds familiar. Uh, I, oh, like, yes. I grew up. Yeah, I grew up with them, and okay. so they've been making a movie of it for about a decade at this point, and it keeps okay. getting delayed. It's out. They just sort of dropped it in the theaters. Yeah, it came out a couple like, weeks ago. Oh, it came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, it like came out, and no one's talking about it. I don't even know if it has a tomato meter score. I haven't checked. I do. I, mean, I think it's in the range of like zero to fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was I was just wondering because I'm curious because like they they marketed that thing terribly and I was yeah. just wondering if y'all heard about it. No, I just think no one cared and it's horrible. I I know that like just this week they canceled the Canadian release. Oh, wow. <laughs> just not coming out here. Been doing so poorly, been so disliked. So. Yeah, yeah I should go that. see that. Definitely. It's that bad, eh? They're just like, we're not releasing it in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they decided, yeah. You guys it was supposed it. to come out next week, and then, uh, yeah, the publicists were just like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was, that was a movie question I had, so I was just wondering. All right. Yep. <laughs> Should we move over to games? Yeah, sure. So, the last few minutes and uh, talk about games. Yeah, so... Um, As Cody's, I, like, bundled up in his, like, he has a pillow and a hoodie so on. It is so cold in I'm here. I'm warm in here. So I'm wearing my jacket, but it's kind of, like, hoodie and... Warm. Make sure that's stable. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to like move my laptop back at the same time, and I have a pillow that I'm cuddling <laughs> because I'm also kind of tired. So I've just been like this like warm ball of awesome yeah. for the past hour. You've been s- sinking further and further inside that hoodie. <laughs> it's been pretty good. Uh, I've still been playing WWE 2K17, which I talked about last week yeah. on the podcast. You don't need but, to talk about that ever again. That's fine. But Elias is on the <laughs> podcast now. And Elias I, likes wrestling. I do. Have you played it yet? Um, I almost bought it, and then I remember what you said about it, and then I didn't. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad my words could reach someone. Uh, like it's it's fine. It's just there are some really bad game breaking glitches in it. Yeah, I. It sound like from what you described, it sounds sort of janky. And then I watched a oh, lot yeah. of like compilations of bugs, and I was just like, oh. I think I'll wait a few months for this to get patched out if they even do that. I doubt it. 2K's yeah, no. been really slipping oh, this yeah. month. I don't know what the hell happened, but right before Christmas, they're just like, let's not patch our games and just release them and see what happens. Yeah, Mafia 3 was busted, so you were absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> did you see uh, the one that actually really got me? Did you see the character model for Paige? Um, I did, yes. She looks like she ate one of those like untested blueberry candies from Willy Wonka. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she does. It's so weird. Like the character models are so messed up. The whole game is just like I'm going to go and play it tonight probably, but like <laughs> the whole game is just so like broken that's frustrating. Yeah, I um I and I I on a character model related note i saw um, dana brooks one of my favorite wrestlers out there right now and her character model in that game looks absolutely atrocious but like even if the game looked good it's still playing one of the 2k wwe games and i played (laughs) 2k16 and that was just like they're trying to do like a simulation style thing for it and i just don't think wrestling should have simulation style gameplay at all yeah i miss the smackdown versus raw games where it was just mm-hmm. you're playing through stories and stuff 
that would have been better. But anyway, everyone looks very disinterested. I my, yep. I think the last wrestling game that I really loved was uh, not because the other ones aren't good, just because I haven't played them in a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was uh, WCW versus NWO? Ooh, that one's going that back. Good. That's good. Ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Good. Pull, I have no like, concept what any of these games are. Uh, <laughs> with nails out of the crowd and smack people in the face with it. it was <laughs> that sounds yeah. ridiculous. It was okay. Great. Yeah. Anyway. Animal Entertainment. Uh, Elias, you've been playing all of the VR games. I have. I've played practically all of the launch games, actually. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You yeah, probably um, you played the entire library of the PS Vita or Vita uh, VR that's yeah. ever going to exist. Oh, <laughs> knowing Sony, yeah, they like uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there's that Resident Evil one. Oh yeah, there you go. But, no, one. but apparently it makes everyone sick, so probably shouldn't play that for like twelve hours. And that's what's interesting, though, is that um, because uh, Melanie was originally, she was uh, yep. reviewing Here They Lie, um, which is the horror game that just came out that I uh, turned in my review for last night. And she said it made her physically ill. And then Jim Sterling said that that game made him physically ill after 10 minutes. And I just kind of played it in one sitting. It gave me, like, out of all the other launch titles it gave me a little more like weird head feelings than any of the other ones if that makes any sense Um, it does yeah right but i didn't get anything that anyone's describing and so i think what we're going to see happen is that the motion sickness thing seems to just kind of be a case-by-case basis which could really kind of hurt it in the long run because you're gonna have a whole portion of the populace who like can't play some games because Mm -hmm. like it just makes me sick for some reason but it doesn't make the other guy sick you know yeah, it, it, that's just that, that's not totally uncommon. I know a lot of people that can't play like first person shooters because yeah, yeah. it makes them sick. Or mm-hmm. Tons of people hate found footage movies yeah. for the same reason. So I just I think it's they're uh, just babies. <laughs> no, because uh, I I felt the same way about VR for the longest time because I played a game that was uh, it, it wasn't ready and I played it and it made me really sick and I was scared to do it again. Yeah. And then when the Vive came in, I played a bunch of games and I felt fine. Yeah. Um, until I played one that didn't. So I think when it comes to VR, it's developers have an extra onus to make sure that their games won't make people sick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, and that's not something I trust them with. Yeah, I mean, I and so far in the PSVR launch library, I have not really had any problems with that. The only one that made me feel also a little weird was Rigs, but that was like just like a fleeting sensation. I think... In so far, none of the games have made me that ill. But again, it is a case-by-case basis, and that's something I think developers really need to keep in mind. Yeah, for sure. And I just, I don't know, like, you look at how many just regular titles come out that are unfinished. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what's going to be the difference? But mind you, VR tech's been out for so long now that well, we haven't really seen a lot of those kind of titles. That well, are... I'm going to throw it out there. We also haven't seen a lot of VR, t- VR headsets sold. That's I mean, that's, that's the thing. True. There's going to be this weird thing where people aren't going to buy it because there's not enough games, but people aren't going to make no, games because not enough people are buying and it. And I mean, even now, um, PSVR is the mo- highest selling VR headset ever, and it's still only broken about 300,000 sold. And that's mm. on the general scale of selling things worldwide. That's what the PS4 sells in a month. Right. And right now, there's about 40 million PS4s, possibly 45 now, give or take. That is nowhere near the install base. That's nowhere near 10% of the install base of what's in, out there now. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens over the Christmas market. But more than anything else, I just also wonder if, like, 
VR is really something that people do want as much as we've been told. I think there's how a much we want it in movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's it is something that like has existed yeah. in a fictional science fiction space since the concept of of video yeah. games. But I don't know if it is actually something that is VR has existed for a really long time. Like uh, there's been VR sets from the 90s mm-hmm. that were around. Yeah. It's oh, not yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is they new technology. Like a, a, they just weren't like affordable. Yeah. Well, good. Use is all I mean or good for that yeah. matter. Um, so yeah, no, and so this is just the first time when it's become like yeah. something that you could practically own in your home. And I'm yeah, I'm not sure if it is as universal a concept as I think it. it I think like, it's. I'm a, I'm curious to try it, but like if you told me in like 1993, yeah. after I got out of Lawnmower Man, that <laughs> that I could own that yeah. as an adult. Uh, and it would actually look um, like so much better yeah. than Lawnmower Man. <laughs> I would have been like, "You're kidding! Do I have one?" And I'd be like, "No, I didn't care." I'd be like, I hate you so much. You ruined our life. So yeah, I just I don't know. I'm curious to see how. It goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I continue on that. Sorry. Oh no, yeah. I mean, I think the big problem that I've had with titles um, is that a lot of VR titles are one of two things: they are you're in a vehicle and doing a thing in that vehicle. Or you're on rails, or it's like a weird experience with limited interactivity. And so my big concern, and here they lie, uh, which um, I just thought was fantastic. Um, here they lie was like the first VR title I played that felt like a game. And I think that's the problem. That's the big VR hurdle right now yeah. is that there aren't a lot of things that I would call like traditional games. They're just these kind of experiences or like vehicle games and i think if vr needs if vr wants to be a contender that needs to move beyond a certain gimmick and it needs to be able to sell people on a first person shooter or a horror title or anything so i think the big litmus test for that is going to be resident evil 7 and if that game feels good in vr especially considering the psvr's very limited graphical capabilities yeah it sounds like all the games that came out and launched were almost like more like demo reels, yeah. Than actual, like yeah. satisfying games. And I mean, I, I think like I was looking at. I enjoyed Battlezone, um, but the fact that these games only can do so much because the tech only allows them to do so much. These games feel like they should be like fifteen dollars experiences, but they're charging forty five, fifty, sixty dollars for these things, and that I think that also is going to be a hampering for people that want to jump into the space. Yeah, and the PSVR also has, like, I've experienced all sorts of weird head-tracking bugs with that thing. And oh, it's, it's really bad. It's amazingly yeah, bad. I'm not alone with that, apparently. And so, like, Giant no, the, Bomb. Yeah, yeah, you watch the live stream where they had similar... I never had the experiences they had, but mm-hmm. they were having experiences where, as they were playing the game, the, the camera would just start, start veering off randomly to the left, or their head hands would float off into space. And I had some of those issues, more with the um, PlayStation Move controllers just... Floating away from me. Yeah, I've heard yeah. this light in the room can drastically yeah. affect things. And that's What's, the problem. If you're if you're playing these things at home with a family, they aren't going to let you have your room pitch black <laughs> at all times. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, I'm watching, I'm making a smoothie over here, or I'm mm-hmm. I'm reading a book. <laughs> like you and, do. Yeah, and that's going to be a problem when you do that, and suddenly you you turn on all the lights, and suddenly you you're getting motion sickness from the ga- the things just not functioning mm-hmm. right. Yeah, like I have, uh, I've had a lot of experiences because uh, me and the two people I'm living with, uh, they tried out. I let them try out the headset first, and yeah, yeah. like I was watching them play, and I would we'd play a little game with whoever was playing. It's like, where do you think you're looking in the room? And they're like, I'm probably looking around the TV, maybe a little off. And it's like, no, you actually turned around. 
<laughs> and they just didn't know. And so the PSVR has this weird problem of like it constantly resets the camera. And yeah. then when you try to reset the camera on the controller, it doesn't reset it to where it should. And I really, I don't know if that's something that's patchable or not. And that's kind of a problem. My, my problem is I think the, the, um, the tech they're using is the big issue. The camera is a stereoscopic camera, but it doesn't have, it isn't as good as the Kinect was. It's not as good as what the Vive uses. It mm. is basically just a stereoscopic camera that kind of has some depth tracking, but not enough. Yeah. And they're using controllers from literally three years ago. Yep. So that's that's a, that's a fun time. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Everyone sounds so positive. I mean, Elias so enjoys happy. it. He most of the games he enjoyed playing. It's just oh yeah, like I I I, I think Drive Club is a fundamentally terrible video game, but <laughs> I thought it was like not as terrible in VR because the sensation of driving a car in first person did feel really good and like. I just, I'm waiting for developers to take an extra push of like, okay, yep. here's a good core experience, and now here's a good, like, the rest of the game, which is what I hope Resident Evil uh, 7 is, and then I hope um, they're making Ace Combat 6 for VR, yeah, and I think that'll probably be great. Yeah, it sounds, uh, like it's, it certainly sounds fun for novelty value, and I haven't tried it yet, but I absolutely want to. It just doesn't seem like something that... Des- I desperately need to own, and just a- and particularly after the uh, what happened with Connect, and yeah. ironically what happened with the move. Yeah, um, it just seems to. Yeah, it do- I don't know. It, I'm just worried about sustainability. I, I owned a Virtual Boy. Mm-hmm. I want to do that again. My yeah, my worry is not the fact that tech is bad. My worry is that not enough people will buy it to make it a viable business for Sony, and not mm-hmm. enough people will buy it to make it a viable business for any other developer to build games for it. Mm-hmm. My worry is Sony's not going to support it enough to make people want to buy it. That's valid. Yeah. That's I mean, the big problem. They the Vita, it's really funny. Uh the Vita launch was very similar to the VSVR, the PSVR launch. Yeah. And not because they both had Vs. Um <laughs> because the Vita was like this revolutionary system. And I, I love the Vita. I'm reviewing a Vita game right now, and so I I, I love the system, but it launched with so many titles. And yeah. so people we're like, oh, Sony's going to support it this time. It's fine. And then the library dried up within a year. And now it's being like kept on life support by like weird uh, anime fan service focused games. So and many so, weird anime mm-hmm. games. Oh, yeah. And so I think that's the problem is like Sony always comes out gangbusters at launch. Yep. And then they just do not know how to sustain things at all, like Cody said. And I think that's going to probably be the biggest challenge they face of, yep. you know, can we do the right thing this time? And right now I think the answer is probably no, <laughs> but we'll see. I'm, I'm also, my problem is the price. I mean, if this thing oh, launches, yeah. it's more than, you could basically buy two PS4s for the price of this thing. Mm-hmm. And that's a Absolutely. problem. That's a big really? problem. Yeah. That's ridiculous. If you and want you have to have a PS4 as well. And you have to have one. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys, we may as well get the second one for each eye. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's stereoscopic vision, right? <laughs> Clearly. No, yeah, the, thing, the thing in Canada launches at six ninety nine, and in the States, the bundle's $5.49, correct? Uh, and the, the States, the bundle was around 500 but that's still okay. way more than a PS4. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like, really I get dumb. that this is, like, 
cutting edge technology or yep. whatever, but still, that's ridiculous. It's not. It's still is just. It it's still basically edge a, technology. It's a cell phone screen in front of your eyes. That's yeah, what it is. is. Well, cutting edge technology in that no one's had. Yeah, okay. sure. Because I was going to say, like, if you compare it to other VR headsets, even then, it's not. It's the tech is far inferior. Yeah, yeah. The tech in the PSVR is far less than a Vive. I mean, yeah, it's better than, than the like Samsung. Yeah, it's better than the a Gear VR one. The sure. Gear, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, it comes with all this like <laughs> software and everything. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I a thing. Know. That's still and, and well, around. I mean, like the real question is, are the porn developers supporting Sony in this? No, because Sony won't let them on there. Well, then let's <laughs> say goodbye the to the system. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like on that topic, uh, trying to keep this PG thirteen, but mm. certain sites have said they are going to release videos that will be compatible with the media player. Uh, so that's so people are going to be able to get it, but there's going to be some extra hurdles involved. Um, that seems way how, more how work much than did you say it was again. Six ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And like, the, the <laughs> just make the thing, same joke yeah, at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing to me is like, if that is the sort of material that you are going to view with a VR yeah. headset, mm-hmm. uh, the PlayStation usually goes in your living room. Yeah. Do you really want to watch that in your living room? If so, mm. you probably live alone. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's so yeah, I, I don't. Why. It's more of a cell phone. Thing, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, you just need the Gear VR then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? Just don't get a gear. Don't get a Note Seven. You're fine. Do yeah, don't. Like? It's like a saw device right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll blow my eyes. Right <laughs> Strap it to your <laughs> head. VR, gone. <laughs> and on that note, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyone else play anything good? Um, I mean, like, I may as well just wait to talk about my thing next week because I don't okay. really have much That's to fine. say on it. Okay. Battle. Battlefield 1's really good. I've been playing that. Yeah. I like that. Really? You doing that for review or just playing it? Uh, no. Uh, I actually, uh, I think the review for guys, I don't know who wrote the review for it uh, for you guys, but I, uh, yeah. I think that Ale- just got turned yeah. in. Yeah, Alex Avar just did it, yeah. yeah. That's interesting because I played the uh, pre-alpha. I'm going to use that in quotes because I don't think that was the pre-alpha. Everything at E3, they're like, oh, it's pre-alpha. Mm. But it wasn't. Um, and it was garbage. It was a big, hot mess of bad Jed liked it. I didn't. Um, and then the beta came out, and it had more problems than I had. Mm-hmm. So how how did it turn out not terrible? The answer is I have no idea. But <laughs> like I, seriously though, I um I played the beta for Game Revolution, and the mm. beta had so many issues that I was like, this game is going to be busted when it comes out, and so. A bunch of early uh, hype started coming in for it. It made it sound pretty good. I got it for the PC. And speaking of which, it looks beautiful on the PC. Um, I believe it, yeah. Yeah. It, it, the multiplayer, I haven't run into really any bugs at all. The single player is really well written and compelling. And it's not just like another jingoistic war story. Like, I don't really know how they pulled off the miracle of making this game not launch broken. Because yeah. EA has never been able to do that. Um, yeah. But it's fantastic, and I mean, in particular, I think the campaign is probably the first war campaign I've played that, like, handles war with the gravity and horror that it deserves. And I think, like, even people who don't play shooter campaigns should pick this one up. It's really cool. Nice. Mm -hmm. So I've been playing that, and... You know, also, I've been playing Overwatch, and that game's still great. Uh, we won't quick Overwatch it. update, that game's still great. Well, I can also say that in my uh, MLB The Show season, uh, the Blue Jays won the World Series. There you go. <laughs> Let's not talk sometimes, about sports so right sometimes now. Sometimes reality is not as cracked up. That's uh, all I'm saying. It's true. Let's not talk about sports right now, because we both had the Leafs losing yeah. 
five four after being up four nothing, yeah, and care. then the Jays getting eliminated yeah, earlier yeah. in the I day. Care. I don't care about there's that. a lot yeah, of there's, there's only, a lot there's of just only one sport I follow, and I'm heartbroken. But hey, the lovable losers, the Cubs, may still win. Still, still so angry. Racist Cleveland mascot. Yeah, well, that's my. Nah, it's the only bummer now because now that it's Cleveland, I really want them to lose. Um, and I like as much as I would like to see the Cubs win because it's historic and everything. I was really hoping that the Blue Jays would beat the Cubs because that is part of the victory montage. They would cut to a sad Bill Murray, <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be like the greatest day of my life. Well, that's that would be now, the greatest so day. Screw it. <laughs> well. Yeah, no problem. It's the little things. <laughs> it hasn't been that great a run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we should wrap up. Yeah, yeah probably. Thanks for watching, that everyone. Super depressing watching, <laughs> listening, or listening. Sorry, listening, yeah. I do this every time. Video Thanks podcast. for listening. We'll, everyone. we'll make it video at some point. We'll do video at some point. Everyone can just see me in my hoodie, just yeah, like cuddling right. a pillow. All your splendor. Close to death. Uh, <laughs> um. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, for more content like this, check out cgmagonline.com, yep. where you can check out Phil's reviews of what yeah, movies. Ouija and oh, and also I did a couple episodes of the new season of Black Mirror. Oh yeah, which I those didn't mention, are yeah. But hey, you can go to read it right yeah. now. So yeah. I don't have to talk about it. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Cool. My WWE 2K17 review is up as of Monday, and um, Elias's uh, Shin Godzilla is up there too. Yep. And uh, I have a- Two VR reviews up there, and then Here They Lie should go up sometime soon. Yep. Wow. You're, you're a busy dude. And then on top of that, Brendan has all of his Halo, Halo stuff. War yep. stuff, and then we all ha- we have all the NX news going on, yep. too. So CG Mag Online is a... Happening. Happening. Hip and happening. happening. Yeah, and I also yeah. have a top ten list of uh, virtual reality movies. Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, Look at that. Most Just... of which... Are bad. So, <laughs> so enjoy reading about how horrible they are. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm getting at is cgmagonline.com is the place to be. It's always a place to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. And <laughs> Brendan lifts his arm up in the air like people are going to see like he's a champion. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at cgmagonline.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody underscore Orm. And is anyone else going to? Yeah, B five twenty six. Um, I'm at the Fried Critic. At that Phil Brown. And Melanie, who is not able to be here because you guys wanted uh, stuffed Pac-Man, who is sitting at the table this whole time and uh, didn't say a word because he's an inanimate object. Uh, He's watching very Kicks in Chaos, K-I-X-X-E-N, Chaos. And uh, we have a magazine, too, that you guys can look up. We uh, we have a digital one that you can pick up at cgmagonline.com or iTunes or Magster and Pocket Mags. Or you can get a physical edition that you can order at cgmagonline.com or uh, pick up at Chapters uh, and Go. Yep. Can people or, still buy T-shirts? Uh, yeah. They can, yeah. They, we do have T-shirts, t-shirts as well because yep. those are a thing that we have, and they're yeah. awesome. They are pretty cool. Yeah, I need to get one. Really good. Yep. Yeah. And on that note... I'll see you next week. Bye.